Blog Talk Radio. Well, here it is. It's time for another episode of The K Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin of Partners in Excellence, where the goal for Partners in Excellence is always and consistently to reach, I mean, reach like you're in an exercise class and you're standing on the tips of your toes and you're reaching your arm up over your head, both arms, and you're trying to touch the sky. When we want to partner in excellence, we make the agreement that we want to reach, reach to be the very best version of ourselves and have whatever it is we're engaged in, whatever it is that we're passionate about, have the absolute best outcomes. So here we are once again for another episode of Kindness. And today's topic is no different in some respects than what it has been since I started on this platform talking about kindness. But it's not about a tisket, a tasket, you know, and skipping down the yellow brick road and acting as though there's nothing in this life that is going to get you down that isn't serious, that isn't troubling. That's not the deal. And I never pretend that it is. The deal is that kindness, no matter what our situation is, and by the way, I think this is the toughest topic for me to have to deal with because what I profess, what I write about, what I talk about is that in each and every circumstance, we have to figure out how to love our neighbor like we love ourselves. Love our neighbor like we love ourselves. And that means that we are supposed to love ourselves deeply and purely and holistically. Mind, body, spirit. Socially, privately. Personally and in business. Wow, that is huge, huge and huge. And we're supposed to do that for us first. And then for our neighbor. And why is that? Why for our neighbor? Well, I believe and I've been taught that it is because we all come from the same source ultimately. And that means we are all in this thing together. This thing called the universe. This experience called this life. We are all from one source. We may not like the way that one another is doing this job of life but we truly are in this thing together. And so kindness is the bond. It's the connection. If we can approach one another with kindness, with an openness, with a gentility, there's a possibility for something positive, which is magnificent in and of itself, to actually happen. But today I am stuck on something because... Although this is my job, this is my career, this is my profession and my life passion to answer the call to help people as a psychologist, and I love the training that I've had, it's also wrenching. It it pulls at my heart. It occupies my mind, and it captures my spirit. And the thing that captures my spirit more than any other part of what it is that I do is about what I wrote my book about, Build the Strength Within. And here's the issue. The ultimate monopoly game 
that people are playing with their mind over and over and over again. No doubt you've played the game of Monopoly, the board game, and you're and you're trying to figure out what are the best properties for you to acquire. Are they the cheap ones or are they expensive ones? Should you put the houses and the hotels down or should you leave them alone? Should you try and get that other guy into jail or should you give him your get-out-of-jail-free card or do you need to keep that for yourself? And we love that game and we hate that game and that game goes on and on and on. I've played that game and had it continue on for over a month. And by the way, once upon a time, I used to play with a little boy that I had a hand in raising. (laughs) And that board game would go on for six, seven weeks. And we loved it, and we hated it. It was competitive, and it was cooperative. The reason that I talk about monopoly of the mind is because you get obsessed with something, and you just can't let it go. And we, as human beings, do this so consistently. The heartbreaking part of it is when it is a negative game, of self-talk. You're in the middle of a project and you're saying to yourself, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I can't get through this. I am so stuck. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to work through this next problem. I am such a... And then you go off on the self-talk chatter that is so negative and self-defeating and self-beating. It is self-loathing for real. Why are you doing that? Why do we participate in that garbage conversation with ourself? And can you do it if you go and walk over to a mirror and look into the mirror, not at your butt or your thighs or your gut or the pimple on the side of your face, but you look in the mirror eye to eye. You look right at your eyes, and you go to your soul through your eyes. The eyes really are the window to the soul of the person. You look deeply into someone's eyes, and you're either going to love it there, or you're going to get scared. You're going to get captured, or you're going to want to run away. When I give people the assignment of going to the mirror, looking in the mirror, and looking into their own eyes, People usually start to cry because they see their own pain and then they want to run. I am pleading with you not to run. We cannot get away from our self. The self is where we live. What's your address? Me. Where do you reside? In this vehicle known as my body that I'm only renting for the duration of this lifetime. It takes us a long time sometimes to grab that message and to accept it and to work daily, consciously throughout the day to understand it. This rental space, this ownership that we have of this body that we inhabit, this mind that gets to reside in this hard skull, that's the toughest part of our body. 
needs our tender, loving care and our positive attention every single moment of the day. Have you ever heard yourself saying, oh, I'm just making myself sick? I mean, I'm just making myself sick over this. Of course you have, because we have each taken our turn at doing that. There came a point for me in my life when I said, wait a second. Why is it that I continue to do these kinds of counterproductive things, dialogues? The topic of mindfulness enters in here, and the topic of mindfulness is about holding hands with yourself, putting your hands physically around your head, in saying, I know where I want to take us, and then making the commitment to yourself to take yourself somewhere that's beautiful and positive and productive. One of the things that I do, <clears throat> I, I love to use um, Excel, the uh, Microsoft Office suite, and you can, it comes on any computer, and you can also get it and use it on your Mac, if you're using Apple products, whatever the formula is for whatever the software is, that's the one I've chosen, is Microsoft Excel. And with Excel, I love the use of a spreadsheet because I can put all kinds of information on there. I can enter mathematical formulas, and I can see tangibly where it is I'm doing what. So I do it for my for my finances. I do it for projects so I know where I'm allocating time and resources. And I do it for daily scheduling because it's so incredibly helpful. It's amazing. I keep a daily planner that's a written planner, but on an Excel spreadsheet, I can look at what time am I allocating for doing this, that, and the other thing. And when am I actually literally scheduling for myself time for mind release? Mind release. I am going to be exercising my mind all throughout the day doing this activity and this activity. Whether it's social, I'm engaging with friends or other people or networking, or it's business, I'm having some sort of a negotiated meeting with somebody trying to accomplish something. That's exercising my mind. When is it that I'm going to let my mind release and just play and float? I'm going to go see a comedy. I'm going to go and do a yoga class or a meditation. I'm going to do a positive self-talk, and then I'm just going to let my mind float. As the Dalai Lama says, or as my friend Lama Lapsang says, just let it go white space. I schedule those things. Otherwise, my time just runs from one thing to the next. And before I know it, I have spent 11 or 16 hours of a day. And I'm wondering, where did the time go? Well, I spent it. That's where it went. It evaporated. I used it. I don't want my time here to evaporate because it makes me feel unproductive. And I'm going to take us back to the Monopoly board game because if you play that game monotonously, 
but mindlessly. You just go around the board and around the board and around the board. And you don't put the mindfulness into a plan of action about what properties should you purchase. And you don't win. You don't get anywhere. You're not doing any acquisitions. But you have to know when to let it go. Do you know how to turn yourself around when you find yourself obsessed and trapped by your own thinking? Well, I have some solutions for you. If you go to Amazon, Amazon Amazon.com, you can enter my name, Dr. Deb Carlin, into the search bar, and you can click on my book that will pop up, and it will let you do a preview looking inside, doing a sneak peek. And I've also got the same thing on my website at drdebcarlin.com. And you can see inside the book the kinds of things that I'm going to introduce you to. Now, the way that I've got this laid out, Build the Strength Within, I've got it broken apart into four sections. And within each section, I've got you doing various self-assessments, because I know that there are different areas of our life that I have seen consistently over the years in my professional work that are things that we as human beings all need to work on. And so I, I ask you to do some very simple, read this statement and tell me how much you agree or disagree with it. And then you look at the pattern that emerges and you figure out, are you where you want to be in this dimension? And then I don't just leave you hanging there. I explain to you why this topic is actually important for you to be exploring. And then I never finish without a plan of action for you that says, regardless of where you are, here's some action steps I'd like you to take. And one of them always, 100% of the time, includes a self-talk script. So I want to give you an example of one that appears on page 151, which is in section three of the book called The Core. So there's a black and white photograph of a person sitting out there. It's just a backdrop of them. Or maybe they're facing us because it's, yeah, I guess they are facing us. (laughs) It's black and white, so it's just their silhouette. And they're just sitting on the ground. There's mountains in the background. It looks like there's either a sunrise or a sunset, and there's a nice breeze. And they're sitting cross-legged, and they've got their hands up over their head, and their hands folded into a prayer. So they're really doing self-talk right up to the sky, but centering themselves so that they have an ability to connect with the sky, which is where we think our source comes from, right? So here's what I want you to read. This is what I want you to hear. And as I read this short paragraph aloud, I would like to invite you, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, to hear my words as though you are saying them to yourself. Here we go. Stay here. Envision you in every splendid way, with your every dream being realized and embraced. 
know that you know every portion of you and that this is beauty-filled. No other person can take that knowing away from you or cause you to question it because you know you, you love you, and they will love you if they are worthy of you. So you will be discerning and you will make good judgments because you want peace and happiness and fulfillment. This will be yours. This is all leading you into having depth in your life as never before. That's a self-talk script. You can change the word you into I. But I think there's a certain benefit of doing it both ways. I want you to envision you talking to the self integrated into you, but separate so that you can actually have a dialogue because I want you to get into your head that you need to treat yourself as though you are your very best friend. And sometimes that's really hard to do when we're saying I, because it feels selfish, as though selfish is 100% of the time negative and self-indulgent and somehow narcissistic. You know, narcissist was a person who or being, who was so fascinated with the way that they looked, that they looked into the pond of water and got so captured that they fell in staring at their own reflection and drowned. At least I think that's the way the story goes. And so when we say that somebody is narcissistic, they've they've gone overboard, literally. (laughs) And that's not what I'm inviting you to do. But as a culture... There's a whole segment of our culture that's encouraged us to stop doing that to the point where some people just are terrified to do it at all. And I don't want you to be terrified to do it at all. Part of what's prompted the way that I'm doing the show this morning is a series of phone conversations and in-person meetings that I've been having with clients over the course of the last... mm, I guess this week in particular, including last weekend, where what I'm hearing from people is such negativity in their self-talk and such a harsh tone about who they are and what they are and what they're doing. And even if there's a recognition that they could do more, they could be more, That negative self-talk is just taking it all away and they're feeling and behaving in a manner that is about defeat. You don't need to be defeated in this life. This life is not set up for us to be defeated. This life, from the moment that we are born and we take that first inhale and we let out a cry, We are saying, I am here. I am breathing in. I love this breath. Oh, please, let me take another. It feels 
so good, so rich. I feel so alive. I want the next breath. I want to move. I want to feel. I want to think. I want to be. I feel passionate about this life experience. It is beautiful here. And I want to find my life purpose. I know I have one. And if I'm really diligent and open, it'll come to me what it is that I am meant to be and meant to do here in this life. I work daily to turn people's self-talk from something that is so bad and awful and self-defeating into something that is lovely and good and productive. And you can have it. This, I guarantee, no kidding. I don't make promises lightly, but I'm telling you, if you will do these things, you will find that the focus on kindness and kindness to the self first is going to generate something so magnificent for you, so genuine and sincere and so sincerely good. You won't have regret about it. You'll feel exquisite about it. And I'm going to leave you on that note with an invitation for you to go to the website at drdubcarlin.com. Plug in. Look at the videos that are there. Look at the video series that goes with Build the Strength Within. There's 16 videos. There's music that goes with them. There's relaxation exercises that go with them. There's audio files that you'll find on the website. Utilize it all and learn how to give yourself the kindness that you deserve. Love yourself. Stop the beatings. Do not raise your hand to yourself or to another live thing except to put your arm around them and to love them. Take care. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin. Signing out here at the K Factor on Blog Talk Radio, where K equals kindness and the factors are all the things that lead to it.